Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your live connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to We Get Results. It's Tuesday, April 24th, 2018, and I'm your host, Mary Singer Albertson. Um, If you haven't joined me before, my program airs the fourth Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's archived for later listening also. Uh, The purpose of We Get Results is to inform listeners of ways that they can get involved and make a difference in the U.S., in their community, and globally. So be the change you want to see in the world. One of the best ways I've found for one person to make a difference is taking action through the Results Organization. Results is a volunteer citizens' lobby meeting with Congress to create the political will to end hunger and poverty in the U.S. and globally. So check it out at www.results.org. Be an advocate for people who have no voice. And we're going to be, you know, today we're going to be talking to people from a great great organization, and our program today is focused on Child Abuse Awareness Month, which is the month of April every year, and then also Foster Care Month, which is the month of May. So um, we're going to be talking to people in the office in our area as people that are saving children who have been abused and neglected. It's Child Safe Michigan. And Child Safe is located in Royal Oak, Michigan, around 13 Mile and Greenfield, on the campus of the Judson Center. And um, to look it up, you can get information at www.childsafemichigan, Michigan spelled out, .org, or call them at 248-354-0921. Now, I've been on the board of directors of Child Safe Michigan for 13 years now and a mentor for seven years. Mentoring is my joy. I think I get more out of it than she does, but it's just a wonderful time to be someone who loves a child and and the child can trust. So um, I'm thrilled about this organization, and my very good friend, Elizabeth Brazilian, who's going to be on in a minute, is the director of development and the founder of the agency that grew and became Child Safe Michigan, which is now also an affiliate of the Judson Center. Elizabeth is the driving force who brought so many of us to Child Safe Michigan. She's going to give us a tour of the Child Safe office, introducing us to the amazing staff who handle mentoring, foster care, and adoptions. They're going to share with us how they work for children who need people to trust, who need someone they can trust, and someone that will love them. So Elizabeth is at the Child Safe Michigan office now. And she will give us an overview, and then we'll meet with the staff and find out what they do to make this excellent organization work so well. So we're going to say hi to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, are you there, and can you hear me? Yes, good afternoon, Mary. Yes, we're all here, and I can hear, we can hear okay. you. Okay, great. Well, I know everyone pretty much asked uh, Child Safe Michigan, and I'm happy to to get to hear from everyone because they're all fabulous and they do a great job. So, um, Elizabeth, all I'm going to say to you, and then you can start, is that um, you are a very special lady. Uh, You've worked tirelessly for our children, and we so appreciate you. How many exact years has it been anyway, Elizabeth? 
Oh, you know, and, and a lady in her uh, third act, as I call this, talking about how many years it's been is, is a, a bit of a giggle. But um, I did have a very robust corporate life and traveled all over this planet um, selling American mm-hmm. products. Um, but at the same time, I started uh, this nonprofit as a volunteer and because children are very, very dear to my heart, particularly uh, uh, foster care children and particularly uh, the adoption part of our, of our mm-hmm. agency because I am a very, very blessed adopted child and I just feel very strongly that all of us that are, have so many blessings every single day, you know, we seem to, yeah. to uh, focus on the things that are going wrong uh, within our communities or our nation or the world, but there are so many things that are going right, and we really need, mm-hmm. in my estimation, to try to change our focus or at least balance our focus on the things that we should be grateful for. And I, in particular, am extremely grateful for this opportunity that the Lord has given me to be able to um, function in this capacity uh, for helping to start this organization. And to be honest with you, as I said, when I started it, I started it as a volunteer. But as time mm-hmm. went on, I realized I was happier working for the children than I was traveling around the world uh, in my corporate mm-hmm. life. So I made a very big decision that, you know, that so-called third act of my life was going to be in service to the children in our communities. I feel very strongly that, you know, all children obviously on the planet deserve a spotlight put on their plight Mm -hmm. and everything that people can do. But from my perspective, I really believe that we need to start with the kids in our own backyard, so to speak. And um, Child Safe Michigan does exactly that. We are a a foster care and adoption agency with a very robust mentoring program, um, and we service uh, the area around here. We're in Oakland County, Macomb County, and Wayne. I think we do also some work in Washtenaw, but basically Oakland, Wayne, and Macomb uh, for foster care Mm -hmm. adoption and for our mentoring program. and we're also, for me, to bring all my friends to the table, like you, Mary, and uh, mm-hmm. see how that grew into a wonderful board of volunteers that help us to keep all the activities going that we so desperately need in order to fund, you know, all the programs that we have mm-hmm. um, that, that are totally necessary in my estimation and our staff's estimation to really do the job correctly. So these children, you know, I was going to say you were talking about results. Well, our whole aim, mission, and vision is to get the best results for each individual child uh, for, them, for their outcome, you know. And mm-hmm. each child is a different story and needs different kinds of, of um, focus. And that's what I'm so proud of the staff here Uh, And I want you to meet them and talk to them directly about who we are, what our mission and vision is, how we Mm -hmm. receive the children from the state or the courts or or the Department of Human Services. We are um, a 501c3, a Michigan 501c3, a nonprofit agency, and we have our licenses with the state uh, to do foster care and adoption. So I think Mm -hmm. I'd like to start 
Um, actually, our licensing uh, supervisor just walked into the room. You're talking to us from our child safe offices, as you said. We're yeah. on Springer Avenue on the uh, Judson uh, campus in Royal Oak. Uh, we're an affiliate, very happily to be affiliated with the Judson Center. Um, and mm -hmm. our licensing supervisor just walked into the room, Rebecca. And I think we would like to start with Rebecca because it's, it's important, I think, for your listeners to understand um, what it would be to consider fostering or adopting. Mm -hmm. and so that Rebecca can really talk to how we go about and how somebody who just wants to get information would call and talk to Rebecca mm -hmm. about what it takes uh, in order to become a licensed foster care parent for Child Safe Michigan. So I'm going to hand you mm -hmm. over to Rebecca. This is Rebecca. Okay. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Thanks for joining um, us today. What can you tell the listeners about what uh, how the process works? Um, well, we're always looking for foster parents. There's, um, we never have enough for children of all ages. So the first step to becoming a foster parent is to contact ChildSafe. You can do that um, online or call us directly and sign up for a licensing orientation. We offer three orientations per month. We try and do them later in the evening so that people that work don't have a problem with coming. So two of them mm -hmm. are from 6 to 9 in the evening, and then once a month we offer a daytime one. Um, at least once a month we have an orientation that's combined with adoption for people that are interested in becoming foster parents and adopting or trying to decide between the two. Um, once you go to uh, the orientation, you get a lot of information about what it takes to become a foster parent, and you have the opportunity to fill out an application right there at orientation and get the process started. Um, people can also take it home if they need to think about it. Um, so do you want me to tell you about the home assessment process? Um, so the first step yeah, to becoming yeah. licensed, you fill out um, forms to get background clearances completed. So we do an extensive background clearance on every person that applies. Um, and so at the orientation, you fill out forms for us to be able to do that. You go and get fingerprinted. Um, you're also given a packet of a lot of information that we request. So it's questionnaires um, that will be used in an interview where we ask the applicants about um, their social history, so what their childhood was like, what their parents were like growing up. Um, about their siblings, their education history, mm -hmm. their employment history. Um, we ask about finances. We require um, verification of income and monthly bills. Um, we look into people's health and mental health, so that everyone in the home that's everyone living in the home has to get a physical exam and TB test. Mm. Um, we check references, so people have to provide three unrelated references that we contact and get a reference from. Um, if you have children that are grown up adults outside of the home, we contact them. Um, any children in the home, we interview them in private and we ask them their feelings about their parents becoming foster parents. Um, we ask them mm -hmm. what kind of discipline is used in the home. Um, we ask the parents about discipline. Um, we ask general 
information about their ideas about parenting, make sure they understand what foster care means, the whole process of becoming mm -hmm. licensed child placed. Um, so that goes into it. Um, it all goes into a big report. The reports can be about maybe 20 pages long, depending on how big wow. the family is and um, what's going on in there. So it's a very detailed report. Um, once that's mm -hmm. done, we send it into the state to the Division of Child Welfare Licensing um, with the recommendation of whether the family should be approved as foster parents or denied. And then the state mm -hmm. makes the actual decision and they issue the license or deny it in some cases. Mm -hmm. Well, I know Any you guys are very, very thorough. Pardon? Yes. Any other questions that you may have of Rebecca regarding licensing? Um, no, I don't think so. I just, you know, my only comment is that I just know how thorough you guys are and, uh, you know, people sometimes worry about foster care or foster placement or whatever, but I wouldn't have one single worry through Child Safe because you are so thorough and you uh, keep up and check up and do everything so thoroughly that uh, I think just uh, that people ought to consider being a foster parent and or mentoring because it's just so... Uh, fulfilling. So, no, that's great, and, and uh, Rebecca. Hear, anything we support, else? Yeah, we support our families. You're going to hear a lot about that uh, support, no. too, yeah. as we go along. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you great. so Thanks, much. Rebecca. Rebecca is a mommy herself, you know. So all of our oh. families are their own, and then they're still yeah. taking care of all these other families. Uh, so they mm. know firsthand what these foster parents are going through, which is extremely exactly. helpful. Yeah. Oh, Next, yeah. I want to introduce Monica, who is our adoption supervisor. Monica. I mean, Monique. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It is Monique. <laughs> I got the right in front of me. Hi, Monique. Hi, Mary. I'm Monique. I'm the adoption supervisor here with Child Safe Michigan. Um, so my responsibility is to facilitate every adoption case that the agency has. Um, so I do work along with the licensing department. Uh, Rebecca described the home assessment um, that her department completes on the foster parents. My team also completes another home assessment on the foster parents or people that are just interested in adoption. So we do the same type of report, but our focus is a little bit different. We're focused on the family providing um, permanent care for the child, so we're looking for a forever home, but we also do the clearances. We do the interviews, the references, the medical clearances as well. Um, it's a very comprehensive report that we do. Um, so you have the licensing team looking into the family, then you also have the adoption team looking into the family as well. So we do sort of like a checks and balance with um, both of our departments. Um, and once the uh -huh. home assessment is complete and we feel that this family um, is appropriate, we re issue a recommendation for adoption. So sometimes um, there is a child already identified um, with this particular family. So for example, if the foster parent was caring for one particular child, and the parental rights were terminated, we would recommend that foster parents to adopt that particular child. And so we sort of call that a match. So we match a child with a family. And for those cases where we don't have a family identified, our goal is to recruit adoptive parents for those children that are unmatched. So we have a, um, a large portion of children across the state that need adoptive families. So my agency, we go out and we recruit mm -hmm. families and we home assessment mm -hmm. and the clearances. And then once we have a family that we feel is good um, and that's appropriate for this family, we match them together. 
and we issue a recommendation to the state of Michigan. And the state of Michigan reviews the application. And then they also issue a recommendation either recommending that family or denying that family. Um, and if mm -hmm. most chance they likely recommend the family, we go to the next step, which is at the court. So it could be at the local court, depending on the county. Uh, we serve mainly the tri-county area. The court also reviews the application, and then they issue a recommendation as well. So you have several different organizations looking into this particular family to make sure that everything is all well. Um, mm -hmm. I think we do a good job of that, and our goal is to get these kids out of foster care and to provide them with a stable home. Mm -hmm. Great. That's Monique, can you give a phone number? Uh, Monique's going to give you a different phone number, Mary, um, okay. to, to reach her and actually to be able to reach the office. Um, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so if anyone had questions about adoption or licensing, they can call the, our office. Um, the phone number is 248-353-0921, and they can ask to speak to the licensing or foster care licensing or adoption supervisor. Okay, Thank you, great. Dear. Any other questions, Mary, Thanks, that you Monique. might have for Monique? Um, I don't think so. You guys are always so thorough. I think that that gives people an idea. I think people, you know, might really love doing this more than they know, but they don't know how to do it. So I think this is really, uh, really, really helpful. So thank you, Monique. Right. And again, another portion of the adoption as well is that we support these families uh, and continue to support them even after the adoption is complete. Oh, so yeah. um, there's a tremendous amount to talk to us about. Uh, the, and these adoptions are certainly, uh, at least in my estimation, a little bit easier than going halfway around the world to try it. And nothing wrong with that as well. Uh, but there no. should be room in everybody's heart for all these children. So next, yeah, speaking of great hearts, and uh, I want to introduce you to Abby, our foster care supervisor. Okay, hey Abby. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, good. I'm just going to talk a little bit about what foster care is and how we, we get good. these children into our care a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And when there's allegations of abuse or neglect made by someone, um, Children's Protective Services steps in, makes an investigation, and then based on their investigation, if um, there's substantiation that there was abuse or neglect, then they're removed by the state um, and placed mm -hmm. in foster care. And so that's when we get the phone call. And so that's um, mm -hmm. what Rebecca was talking about. They license, she licenses the foster homes. So if we mm -hmm. get a call saying, for example, we have a five-year-old five Caucasian male um, who needs placement, then we would go to our database and look and see if we have any foster parents that would be able to take him. Um, so that's how we get cases. Um, and what the foster care staff does is they work with the um, biological parents um, to try to rectify whatever issues brought the children into care. So they'll make referrals mm -hmm. to services, that kind of thing. and make a recommendation to the court on whether or not the children should be reunified with with the parents. Mm -hmm. And that's our, always our number one goal. Um, and in the meantime, the foster care workers, they go out to the foster homes, make sure the children are doing okay, make sure the foster parents are doing okay, if there's any referrals that are needed, mm -hmm. um, if the children need to be in therapy, or if they need new clothes, or if um, whatever the need might be, that's that's where we yeah. come in and 
um, we try to go above and beyond, and we have some really great staff members who are able to help us do that. And I, um, we're going to hear from Melissa, who is um, our foster parent navigator, and she um, mm -hmm. she's able to carry out a lot of a lot of what we need for our kids and our um, foster parents. Um, mm -hmm. But that's that's the gist of what the foster care staff does is is they're working with both the biological parents, the foster parents, as well as the children to make sure needs are being met and they're everyone's safe. Can you explain what happens here say? at the office at the playroom, for instance? Sure. Um, one part of what we do with the biological parents is um, we they visit with their children in a supervised setting so that we can assess how they're doing on. Um, with their children, how the how the interactions are, um, and so we have a playroom in the front of our office where the the foster care worker sits in there with the parents um, and is able to make an assessment on how the parents are doing with the kids. Um, and so we try to make that as family like as well. Um, we want them to be comfortable. We want it to feel like a comfortable, safe environment, not like an office. So we try to mm -hmm. make it. Um, Friendly and um, comfortable for them as well. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Abby. Um, again, why don't we have that number again for okay. them to be able to reach you if they have any questions about becoming a foster care parent? It's 248 353 0921. And you can ask for foster care supervisor, adoption supervisor, or licensing supervisor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. And and well, you just talking about our foster care navigator, Melissa, and she's right here. She's going to be able to tell you okay. we are the only agency in the state of Michigan that has a foster care navigator. So you ask, what is a foster care navigator? And Melissa's going to tell you. <laughs> Hi, good afternoon. Hi, um, Melissa. Melissa Hi. Um, so a foster care navigator is a foster parent who is, um, it's been through, I've been through the licensing process. Um, I have been licensed for seven years now. Um, in the beginning, I actually went through a lot of the trainings that um, the licensing workers go through. So I have a very good understanding of the basic process of getting licensed. Um, I can answer questions for families because I understand um, the fears that kind of go through the beginning of, oh, is my health right? Am I right? Um, I can kind of answer these questions for them, kind of, you know, ease ease their fears. Um, yeah. And then, I'm sorry. No, I just said yeah. Oh, I can ease their fears, and <laughs> I think anybody, no, anybody that doesn't yeah. know, you know, what's going on, this will be very helpful, and it's. Nothing where you have to, you know, say you're going to do it or anything. It's just calls for information first and see, uh, so people can see that it's it's really a great process, actually. Correct. Yes, and be able to actually ask, you know, what actually happens in a house because, um, you mm -hmm. know, our, our caseworkers and everything are great, but until you're living it, it's um, it's a whole different story when you have a foster child in your house 24/7 and you're their parent. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm able to kind of answer questions in a different way than um, anybody else really can. So um, it's a huge benefit for child safe having, you know, a navigator on staff. Um, not only mm -hmm. do I answer those questions in the beginning, but I stay with them throughout the process. They have my name and number. I'm on call 24-7. 
they, my, my desk phone is forwarded to my cell phone number, so um, I can answer questions anytime. Um, once people are licensed and have placements, um, I am there for as a resource um, if they run into any kind of big issues of like parenting things that you know really don't require a phone call to a worker, but uh, you know I'm tearing my hair out. I don't I don't know what else to do to get this kid to kind of calm down. Do you have any ideas? And you know we can kind of talk through a few things, um, working yeah. on different um, trainings and helping them with that. Um, I have actually been out taking kids, uh, help parents get kids to dentists that, um, you know, that they aren't able to, that I know that this, it's a new foster parent and with a kid mm -hmm. that's been severely traumatized. So I, I knew going right into it that, yeah, this, they're going to have some issues with this. And sure enough, at like 6.30, I get a phone call in the morning that, mm -hmm. hey, he's going to go. And um, we started mm -hmm. texting and the next I know I'm there, and we get the kid, and he's he he just they just need the additional support. So something that yeah. Child Safe offers that no other agency does. Um, I'm not licensed because you can't work for the same agency that you're licensed for. So I'm not licensed as Child uh. Safe. I certainly wish that I had a navigator at my agency that I could go to and ask for this kind of assistance. So it is a huge um, thing that we offer here. And if there are issues yeah, at the true. home, if they have needs, particular needs, she can also, uh, you know, bridge that gap and let the child caseworker know or let us know in the department um, to to be able to get clothing or whatever it is that's going on. Mm -hmm. you know? Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, I get excited about these things because I see the results and I see, you know, yeah. all the extra effort that we put in to raise the funds, for instance. Because um, there is no money for a, a foster care navigator unless we're out there raising the funds mm -hmm. to do that. And we're going to be talking uh, soon to our mentoring program supervisor. And you know about our mentoring program because you are one of our mentors. And that's a huge right. program. And again, we're out there raising the funds for that because either you know through our events or through a grant or through kind people. <laughs> so in any event, mm -hmm. Melissa, thank you. Yeah. Any other questions? For our navigator. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I've just I've heard every year that I've been here with you that uh, there's always been so many things that they've been able to help with. If it's something like braces or sports equipment or therapy or anything, you know, that you'll come in and and uh, help the foster parents with with that. So there's always a backup. You know, it's so true because over the years I had met foster parents that were not with our agency, and the first thing they said about yeah. it, we have no support. You know, our, uh, our caseworkers mm -hmm. also are in there at least a couple of times a month or whenever needed. Mm -hmm. uh, we do support our families, and for the reason that we, we are so grateful for them, but the basic reason is we really want these children to succeed, and without a tremendous amount of support, they're not going to have mm -hmm. a successful uh, you know, a successful life. They've gone through a tremendous amount of trauma so early in their lives. So anyway, now we're with our uh, mentoring program supervisor, Karen B. Welcome. Welcome Thank aboard. You. Karen is with us not so long, in, but the program's been around for quite a while. So I'm going to have her talk to you about the mentoring program that you know about, but your listeners need to know. Hi, Mary. I know. Hi, I know Karen B because she's helped me already with the with the little girl I mentor. So, thank you. Yeah, 
thank you for that and let everybody know how great this is. Oh, thanks, Mary. Yes, um, it's been nice working with you, by the way, as a as a mentor. Um, hey. Yeah. So you uh, you spoke about results, and I'm happy. I'm I personally am just excited about the mentoring program because I know there are people that aren't prepared to necessarily adopt or even foster, and the mentoring program is wonderful for those people because it still gives them a chance to. Um, be an, have an impact on a child's life, and some of the um, mentors end up becoming foster parents or adoptive parents. So it's a wonderful program that we have, and in fact, it's our only, it's the only mentoring program in, uh, in um, the community, it's a community-based mentoring program of its kind in Michigan that is solely dedicated mm. to serving foster care. So it's it's the only mm-hmm. successful program for foster care children. So I'm really excited about the program. And um, um, we serve children uh, 14 to 21 that have foster care cases in Oakland and Macomb counties. And um, we, we I'm going to put a call out actually as for male mentors. We really lack male mentors. So if anyone's uh-huh. listening, that is at all interested, I would hope that you would contact us, um, females as well, but especially males. We have a lot mm-hmm. of young mm-hmm. children, out, young male children out there that need support. Um, so, Mary, I know you're a mentor. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would get me to speak to anything because you've had experience being a mentor. I've seen, uh, I know for you probably, Mary, but I've seen a lot of uh, beautiful stories come through um, of children mm-hmm. who have been matched that their lives have been impacted by their mentors. Yeah. And I know that your mentee is one of those one of those children. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, well for I started with her when she was seven and now she's fourteen. So somebody said, Oh my gosh, you've gone on for so long and I said, Well, of course, unless something happened that she moved or did something, you know, why would I say I don't want to be with you anymore, you know? And she's right, she wrote me right. a beautiful note a few uh, months ago when we had the mentoring dinner and said I love talking to you. I'm just so happy that you're my mentor and you play the piano really well and a few other things like that. But it was very cute and um, there's no way that I would want to stop doing it. So I'll be with her for a while. That's beautiful. We appreciate that. We appreciate all our mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, They've really had an impact on, on on the children's lives. And I think the consistency with mentors is the main thing for these children because they don't have a lot of consistency mm-hmm. in their life. So when they step up to the plate and they involve themselves in these children's life, uh, lives, it's it's such an impact, and we really appreciate our mentors. And Thank with you the, foster care part, the foster care part, too, I remember someone that spoke to us at Child Safe at a, at a meeting, and uh, she was taken away from her mother because of all the physical abuse. And she said, I was with one foster a family for two years and the foster mother was so good to me and she loved me and she said if it wasn't for those two years I wouldn't be able to be a normal human being because that was the only love that I felt the whole time I was growing up. So right. that was it, it, it amazing. One times to make a difference. So if you mm-hmm. if someone's interested in mentoring you can also contact uh, Child Safe at that same number 248 248- Three five three zero nine two one, and just ask to be talk to someone in the mentoring department. 
Thank you. Thanks so much. We're going to finish up Thanks, right Julie. now real quickly okay. with, <laughs> with Ashley, the Director of Special Events, just to give you a quick, a quick update on some of the activities that she's got going on that help raise the funds for us to pay for some of these things, most of them. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm good, Ashley, and thanks for all you do for all these great events because you do a wonderful oh, job of organizing, and we appreciate you so all much. That you do too. It takes a thank village, you. and you're a big part of our board and as a mentor. And well, thank, thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak to your listeners today. No, well, anytime. Good. So, um, so as Elizabeth mentioned, I just want to talk about our two signature fundraising events that we have every year that allow us to support the mentoring program and the foster care navigator position, some of the other resources that we're able to provide for our children and families that other agencies in the state are not able to do because they, don't, they lack the fundraising and the resources. So um, we have our annual gala event, which is a formal dinner with an auction that takes place in June annually at the Townsend Hotel in Birmingham. And it's very, very well attended every year, and it's very exciting. It's coming up this June 8th, and we're always looking for people who are interested in becoming sponsors of the event, attending the event, or volunteering at the event. Um, and if anybody ha would like information about the gala, they can contact me um, at that 248-353-0921 and just ask for Ashley. Um, and that's coming up just six weeks away, so we still have opportunities for people to become involved in the event in lots of different ways. So if anyone's interested, I would look forward to speaking with them. And then in the fall, we have our second largest fundraiser of the year, which is a sporting clays tournament. Um, a lot of people aren't too familiar with sporting clays, but it's similar to a golf outing in that it's a sports competition where uh, people who are Participants called shooters go from station to station around a sporting clays course and they shoot shotguns at clay targets um, in an attempt of getting the highest score of hitting the most targets. So we have that. It's a unique fundraising event. It's also very well attended and our participants look forward to that every year. Um, it's in September, the third Thursday in September. And again, for that event, we have a lot of opportunities, ways that companies can get involved as sponsors or bringing their clients as a thank you and appreciation. Um, it's great for entertaining in the business setting. Um, we also have volunteer opportunities that day and that night um, and, and other ways to get involved in that unique event. So um, if there's any interest in that, that also would be to contact me at 248-353-0921 and ask for Ashley and we'll get you hooked up at the Sporting Clays Tournament, which is called the Pull for Kids. Thank you, Ashley. Um, we'll we'll let you go, Mary. I know we've gone over our time, but just kind of you get no, no. feeling for why I am so enthusiastic about Child Safe Michigan. It's always the people that make it, right? Yeah, and I, you know, and you're fine as far as time goes. If there's anything else you'd like to bring up to, before we go, um, I think I just think that people, I think we're good. Just everybody, people, please think about these kids and think about Child Safe Michigan. And just call and ask us questions. Let's see if we can get together to help one more kid. Yes, I think, you know, as long as a, ch a child has one person to love and to trust, they're going to be okay, and you guys provide that. So thank you so much for being on. And, um, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great. 
We will. Thank you, Mary. Okay. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.